the Info Arcade is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for the Info Arcade with Jaden Stanley. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Info Arcade. It is Tuesday, February 21st, and we've got a really fun show for you tonight. With me are my incredible co-hosts, Kyle the Realm Stathead, returning, and also AJ King Ka, the, uh, the legends themselves. <laughs> that's that's uh, so me. Yeah, nah, we got AJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you live here. Let's be honest. Everybody knows King Ka. What li- I live on the the multiverse. You live on the network. You are I like live in the metaverse. I guess. The, Sorry, I've been watching to the... too many comics. <laughs> I was gonna say you, uh, you live on the SCF ma- matrix. Yeah. No, guys, how are we doing? It is uh, man, it's been a crazy week. It's been insane. Uh, it's been crazy. Yeah, I just making bake ziti. That's how crazy it is. We had an all star weekend. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we had an all-star weekend, and I just realized I didn't even put that on the docket today, but we're going to have to talk about it at some point. Listen, a guy named Mac won the dunk contest. Dude, it was Let's talk about it now, yeah. Mac, the Mac Tech. McClung. McClung. McClung the Lung coming in from behind. Uh, No, uh, genuinely, I think it's ridiculous that he was a G League player, and Philadelphia's like, yeah, bring him up. Just Listen. for the dunk contest. Here's the thing. Do you think he stays up? No. You think he goes like, back down? I, th- I genuinely think he goes back down. Uh, I think it's going to make Philly look like a bad organization. <laughs> and I'm here for it. They weren't expecting him to do well. They thought he was going to be like a quiet little like growl. It just to me. And he just won. Philly won something. They did. They won the dunk contest. There you go. Way yeah. to go, Philly. Stop. Hey, hey, shout out to Josh Makuga for calling it on Instagram. He did that yeah. Mac was going to win the dunk contest. Like the man. So Josh Mac Klunga. I hate that. I really Josh, hate that. Josh I don't I don't there's nothing. But I will say this about Mac McClung. Um, you know, St. Patty's Day right on the corner. Good to see a fellow Irishman win it. When, when you know who says white man can't jump? That guy what? did a 450 in the <laughs> air and then dunked it. I went on Twitter almost instantaneously after uh, the dunk contest, and that was what was trending: was white men can jump. There, there was a yeah. on Twitter. I don't know. Oh, it was the New York Knicks guy who dunked it, and mm-hmm. it was like the worst dunk of the night. He just Jericho dunked. Sims. Yeah, yeah, he dunked yeah. it, pulled out a paper that said 50, and he didn't even open the paper. Yeah, he didn't open the he paper well. It. Yeah, I was just like, dude. Anyway, I mean, at least that was the most dunk, dunk I've ever seen. It was, it was insane. We're gonna, we're gonna talk more about the the All Star Game. We're gonna talk about more about things happening around the NBA. We're gonna talk about XFL. We're gonna talk about entertainment news. All right here on the Info Arcade, where we have a live show each and every Tuesday, right here as a part of FCTV. You can tune into the action live each and every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. 
and you can drop comments, interact with us, just like Top Gun Sports, BC Lion, Draft Day FCF, Josh Bakuga, It's Jay Spacely, all you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Peanut, good to see you again, as always. Uh, we always have a really good crowd here in the chat. Uh, but if you are not going to tune in live, feel free to tune in on podcast services all around the globe, wherever you get your podcasts to listen in. We also have content all week long, starting up with this show on Tuesday. We got a show on Wednesday. It is the incredible show with our co-host here, King Ka on Don't Cause a Ruckus. Stathead has a great podcast called Freddy Set Go with the one and only Freddy Airmail. You guys can listen to that. And we've got the Fake Control Show on Thursday. So we've got a packed week that you guys can tune in for awesome sports and entertainment content each and every week. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get started with this show. we got a lot to dive in. So let's go ahead and kick it up with First Up. And let's go with our first topic. Uh, Peanut says, if we don't have Daytona 500 as a topic, what are we doing? Uh, (laughs) Let me me give you a little bit. Looks like like Daytona. No, it looks like they're coming out of the gates and they're going to make a left turn and they're going fast and they make a left turn and they keep going and going and going and left turn it again. Wait, 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 wait. Left turn. Hey, hey. Let's be nice. Sometimes sometimes they go right and that's usually the ones that crash <laughs> I, will, I, I will give peanut this i'm excited to see them do like he talks about them doing nascar in chicago i thought that it was just left turns again no they're going through the city which seems kind of cool doing a street race yeah yeah, yeah. nascar has been doing that's a cool. few street races throughout the year and those are probably my favorites to watch because oh, the f1 in vegas on the strip though Dude, that's it's gonna be sick is it not going to be insane? Uh, man, you, I could talk about F1 for sure. Uh, and nope. so, Pino, we're no. not talking about Daytona 500, but if you guys want to talk to us about Daytona 500 at the end, we'll leave some room for comments and dialogue. We'd love to Get hear your info. thoughts on all that stuff. Um, or you can tweet at us, and I can try to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, which is probably nothing at all uh, when it comes to NASCAR. Uh, guys, the XFL kicked off this weekend. We talked about this last week on the show, the anticipation around the XFL and just everything that was coming up with it on Saturday and Sunday. We got to see some former FCF ballers ball out in their new uniforms and their new logos, new teams, uh, including uh, Andrew Jamil, who, by mm. the way, had a heck of a week with the Orlando Guardians. Um And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about each of these individual games. But real quick, guys, like, what were your overall thoughts on kickoff week for the XFL? Do you guys have any uh, initial thoughts like after checking it out? Several. Okay, go for it. Uh, DeAndre Francois not starting. I get it. You know, probably heard probably something up there. I didn't see that until after the game. Uh, Paxton Lynch starting. And I'm not going to forgive the – I love the Guardians. They're going to win the championship. They should have kept Mitch Kidd because Paxton Lynch does what Paxton Lynch was always going to do yeah. and absolutely blow chugs. Shout out to the backup whose name completely forgot. Um, it's not Mitch Kidd. It should have been Mitch Kidd. Yeah, I don't Mitch care. Kidd would have done a far Kidd's, better job. Met Mitch Kidd's like, what, 5'9"? I don't care. All yeah. right? He doesn't need to be six. He can ball six. out. He can throw the football. Yeah. That's your job. Absolutely. Uh, Bryce Bryce Aline Aline was down. That that you know that wasn't fun. I really wanted to see the like Bryce and Aline do some things, um, but 
Arlington got the W. Shout out to my great uncle. Way to go. Way to coach up that the go linebackers. Renegades. Go Renegades. They're my number two. They're not going to win the championship because they're not the Guardians. True. Wait, is your uncle really a coach for the Renegades? Yeah, he's, he's a linebacker coach. That's Bill, awesome. Bill awesome. My, my great uncle won a Super Bowl. That's killer. The 2007 uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots. All right, against so, your Patriots? That's great. Yeah, I've never seen the ring. It was there. I was it was say, in the same room you, as me. You probably I never saw him to come to Thanksgiving it. after that either because the family just excommunicated him. for. Uh, no, that. he knows what he did. And he also, oh. listen, <laughs> I, I love him. He's a great guy. He's very sweet. And uh, go, go Renegades. You got a good one. You got a Sheridan. And that's what's important. Let's uh, like let's. Dude, I'm going to go through all these scores. I, I got to say, I, I watched both the uh, Saturday games. I tuned in kind of on and off throughout the Sunday games because they had such slow starts. The Sunday games were like the first halves were terrible. But then the second halves was like some un- incredible, highly competitive football. I, I talked to my dad about it and he was like, you know, he he grew up as a big NFL fan. So him watching spring football is kind of new. Uh, and he's like, dude, did you watch the XFL this weekend? Like, he brought it up to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, I tuned in. And he goes, dude, it was awesome. And he was like, so lit up about it. And I was like, well, man, like if you like this, like you gotta, you gotta tune into FCF a little bit more because I feel like that competitive nature that the XFL has and the FCF has, like the thing that he pointed out to me was in the XFL, it seems like those guys go hard every single play. And I would argue the same thing about the FCF because all of these guys have something to prove. And that is that they want to be on the NFL roster, that they deserve a spot. And so these guys are going out every single play, playing their heart out. There's nothing like it. And that's why spring football is just so awesome. Uh, But we're actually going to dive into some of these score lines uh, from the XFL. Um, I honestly, like, none of us really knew what to expect. Like, when we tune in, it's, it's a whole new season, brand new teams. First year back for the XFL under new ownership. Um, let's start off with the first game. Uh, of the week uh you're you were just bringing it up arlington uh they were taking on the vegas vipers um arlington seems to go back and forth with vegas on and off throughout that game uh but ultimately arlington pulls away uh any anything that stands out to you about either of these teams did you see anything that like grabbed your attention that you weren't expecting or uh, anything that you want to watch out for with the Arlington or uh, Vegas team here? I mean, there's a couple things. One, Louis Perez does what Louis Perez is going to do. Do three touchdowns, also through two picks, which, you know what? Yeah, but Louis Perez, if he gets those picks under control, keep an eye on him. Um, you know what would have really helped the Vipers win? Scary Cheese Cherry. Scary Cherry. Dude, oh. True. Get Cecil Cherry up there, man. He can make he can play some solid defense for Vegas. He could. I I mean, one thing I noticed from this game is we saw uh, a rule all of us should be familiar with, and which is the fourth and fifteen onside throw. You know, I'm just I'm not saying we did it first, but we we, we, we hey hashtag you know? did it first. Hashtag did it first. Um, I just of both of these teams, I think Louis Perez played better. I think Drew played. Eh. Did Freddie okay. Airmail. Freddie Airmail. Yeah, we didn't do it first. <laughs> AAF. Yeah, AF we don't talk dead. about those. AF guys. is dead. Let what's, it die. What's that thing? What's that? Automatic arena says, football. Huh? 
Automatic arena football sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> uh, AI <laughs> arena football. All I mean, with AI. you got it. You got to look at Arlington's defense because okay. that's really everything that happened. Arlington's defense got both of its touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't ask for more from they a def- defense. Uh, now it's just you looking at the offensive side of Arlington and going, "What's what's happening?" Yeah, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that the Arlington needs to make some moves on offense to strengthen the roster, both at the quarterback position at the receiver position. It just seemed like there were a lot of drop passes, a lot of bad passes um, from, from their team. And they could never really progress. They were, uh, you know, they were able to progress sometimes and get a couple first downs, but then they get shut out. You know what I'm saying? And so um, if what's the point of having offense, if you can't get in the end zone with it, like literally one of the best ways to play defense is just run up the score. Like (laughs) that's it. You want to win a game? You have to score. Uh, luckily, the Renegades defense was able to do that for them. They were able to secure the win um, on their end. But that's just that's just my take um, on that. Uh, I was more interested in the, in the uh, second game on Saturday with the Guardians just because I was hoping to see Fred Swall. Um, found out he was inactive. Found out they're going a completely different direction, and it bit them in the butt. It yep. was it was not good at all, um, but man, you want to know who looks solid? I already Houston. know the answer to this. Houston looks like a force to be reckoned with. Oh, I didn't know the answer to this. I was in fact wrong. I thought you were going to say Andrew Jamil. <laughs> oh, a- Andrew Jamil too. Like, don't get me wrong, but the Roughnecks, man, they were firing on all cylinders on offense. Oh yeah, deep I mean... passes galore. They're playing great, great defense. They were shutting out. The Guardians. I don't want to. I don't want to dunk on a man because we did watch him get split in two. But Brandon Silvers did exactly what I think thought Brandon Silvers was going to do. He made exactly little little over half of his throws in made a perfect two two TD int ratio. He was incredibly mid, and uh, the only thing that they had to do was not mess up and they didn't because the guardians couldn't do anything because paxton lynch is a joke yeah i'm sure he's a fine human being a lot of a lot of people that play football (coughs) fine human beings and not good at football paxton lynch not good at football it's there's a graphic going around and we'll say it for here he was benched across four different leagues right after the third one you'd think (laughs) maybe he's not good but no, he's like six foot, whatever. So he's got to be good at football. Right. Yeah. And I think it too, it's like, oh, well, he was an NFL draftee. Like he, he's, he's got a little bit of NFL experience under his belt. But at the end of the day, like, I, I don't know. Like if he plays like that, that's, there's a reason he's not in the NFL. <laughs> like that was, that was my whole take. And the entire time I'm just like, Mitch kid could do better than this. Mitch Kid could. Mitch Kid could do way better than this. He Ed could. Crouch could do better. Dude, for sure. Hey, dude, I would love to see Ed Crouch We've in the got, too. We had so There's so many good FCF QBs, man. Uh, uh, Jack Patrick tuning in over on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, Jack. Uh, he said uh, Paxton Lynch was definitely horrible. Francois so much better. Uh, they need to start him. In middle of the broadcast, they did say that Francois is starting next week. That they were holding him back, giving him an inactive week. He is supposed to start. In Orlando. Now, whether that happens or not, I mean, coaches could change that all the time. Uh, but I, I do hope that actually turns out to be true. Thanks for the comment, Jack. Appreciate it. Uh, but Wade Phillips, dude, coaching for Houston, 
didn't blink it like literally like coming back NFL legend dude has not lost his touch. I mean, it's been how many years since he's coached, but that man, he's still coaching up a fiery team in Houston. He's trying to prove that he still has it. Uh, do you think that a guy like him maybe starts coaching in the NFL game one day after, you know, coaching like this in the XFL, or do you think he just does this because he's like, I got nothing better to do. I've been retired. So let's do this. What do you think it is? I mean, I think it's more the retired and bored. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, having hung out with my fiance's like retired dad and needing help building like a, he, he's a retired architect and we're uh, trying to build a remodel a house. Yeah. And he was like, well, I can help you. And not only did he help us, he gave us 16 different versions of the plan. The dude loved what he did for a while. And I think he was just like, retirement's fun, but I've been doing this for a while. It's just, I can read so many books and watch so many movies and go on so many hikes sometimes. And I feel like that's what's happening here. I feel like coach just wants to come back. It's a, he doesn't want to go to the NFL. He doesn't need that pressure. But if you get, go to the XFL and win a couple of rings, why not? Let's just add to his trophy case, you know? Like, the, I mean, may as well. Dude's got a Super Bowl ring already. I mean, if exactly. he does go back to the NFL, it's going to be like either a senior advisor or a coordinator position. Like, yeah. we, we already know he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. You know, we already know, like, that he that 2015 Broncos, that was him. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, the Rams when they played the uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that was also him. They lost, but that still was a dominant defense. Like he he has nothing more to prove other than just having some fun over in the XFL. Like mm -hmm. why not? There are other coaches here that are genuinely trying to like yeah. probably establish themselves, but him, nah, he's he's yeah. he's good. <laughs> I like he doesn't need any more. Dare I say Hall of Fame? I think so. Oh yeah, one of the sure. best one of the best coordinators slash coaches we've seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, our boy, Andrew Jamil, by the way, uh, we were about to talk about him a second ago. Uh, still the GOAT of receivers in spring football, for sure. That man had three, four incredible receptions, one amazing touchdown, like deep pass. Catch. 80 yards. Uh, it was, it was yards. awesome. I, I was like yelling at the TV. It was like, let's break a go. Like, because like, you know, a guy like Andrew Jamil deserves a shot. And honestly, all these teams in the NFL that haven't taken a shot on him that have had him try out and stuff like that. Like, dude, I watch it each and every week in the FCF and I watch it right here in the XFL. And I'm like, you guys are literally missing out on one of the best diamond in the rough wide receivers. Doesn't matter his size. The dude is fast. All I'm, all I'm gonna say, he can catch the ball. Like that's all it comes down to. This is my pitch because you you know NFL teams watch this show. Oh Listen, yeah, all of them. Bring them. the kid from Boston home. All right, New England. He's right there. He's in. He's in your backyard. I heard he's like a home. lot like Wes Welker. You bring I have him heard home that. to us. We had Wes Welker. We had we had Edelman. You bring you bring uh, you bring AJ back home. You put him in the red, white, and blue. You give him the eighteen. I well, not the eighteen. Slater's here, so we got to let him have it. Give him a number. Doesn't matter. He's gonna catch the ball. He's gonna do real good. I bring. Uh, give me Jamil. I like I like how we start talking about New England and the the accent just overtakes Stathead. Like I mean, like come on, what 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 are we doing here? You know, <laughs> um, man. Okay, so the next game we had was uh St. Louis's Battle Hawks taking on the San Antonio Brahmas. 
uh, aka San Antonio, the Rocks. Um, the Rocks, yep. The Rocks. Yeah, it's it's just Dwayne the Johnson Rocks or whatever. Dwayne the Rock Johnsons. Yep. Um, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock the Dwayne Johnsons. There you go. Which, by the way, so he was at like the, the majority Johnsons of the games. We, we, he was at a majority of the games. He's at all the games. Super cool. That's amazing. He's at every awesome. single game. Well, because uh, the way they did it, though, it was pretty smart. Texas, 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 DC. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty easy for him to get to all of them. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool that that he did that, and it's it's a great right. showing out. They did announce that San Antonio is actually going to be the host site for the XFL inaugural championship game, which is super Alamo cool. Dome. Uh, the Alamo Dome is a great location uh, for a game like that. It's it's you know they've got great fan a great fan base in San Antonio, um, and they showed that this game was highly competitive. Both sides of the ball kept going back and forth, but ultimately the Battle Hawks. Take the late lead, get the dub over San Antonio away uh, in San Antonio. And I definitely think that was a big upset there. Brahmas were should have won that game. Honestly, they kind of let it slip through their fingers. Uh, but man, the Battle Hawks seem like a like they could be a really solid team. Like if they could continue to like tighten up, um, tighten up some things like they could they could definitely be contenders uh, for an XFL championship. Shout uh, out. Shout out to. Uh, a stud from the Dragons in season one of the XFL to now Austin Pearl. Love that kid. He's, he's, I mean, you want to talk about Jamil? He's cut from the same cloth as the Walker Edelman type. His dad was, I believe, is the wide receivers coach for that. So, you know, that lit a fire. Mm. But the thing about St. Louis that you got to understand is the fan base there is die hard. I, yeah. I I hope we get to we get a game in St. Louis because they love their Battle Hawks. They're like DC. Like DC loves their defenders. St. Louis loves their Battle Hawks. They go hard. They get loud. It it is like I couldn't think of a better place to play in the XFL aside from Orlando and Arlington, obviously, uh, than St. Louis because you're just getting fans that buy a hundred percent into what you're doing, and that's yeah. be- that's what you want. Because right. it amps you up more. Uh, DC fans were going off as well. Like DC yeah. was Lemons. going off against the Lemons. whenever they played the the Sea Dragons. Uh, Seattle Sea Dragons showed up, and former FCF player, former NFL baller Josh Gordon catches an incredible DD uh, on on a pitch shovel pass for six yards. But it, it was really it was really clean. Um, and so, man, like I think that's one of the things I'm I'm learning about this league is that again. It's highly competitive. It could go any way. It just comes down to who's got a ball at the hardest that day, who's got something to prove, who's got a chip on their shoulder, and ready to use it to win. That's what it comes down to. Uh, so I'm excited. This week we've got Seattle uh, t- uh, taking on St. Louis. Uh, we've got D.C. taking on Vegas. San Antonio taking on Orlando. I'm, I'm ready for that game, and that's actually going to be in Orlando. Uh, so that would, that would hopefully – lead to a win with Francois at the helm back in Florida at home, ready to yeah. take on a dub. That would be really cool. And then Arlington taking on Houston. Got those Texas rivals right there. Uh, both 1-0, trying to be the kings of Texas at the beginning of the season. Let's see how they pull it off. Um, but I'm excited, man. It's, it's turning out to be cool. One of the things I want to talk about, though, with the XFL, before we move on to our other topics, is, you know, as fans of the FCF, we love to create our own ideas, create our own uh, plays, brands, you know, concepts. We, we love to innovate. 
the entire game of football has be has just been completely uh, rejuvenated in a way that is fan centric and it's so exciting. Uh, but some of the things that XFL are doing is really cool as well for broadcast purposes. Um, and so I would love to kind of pick your brain. Is there anything that you notice that the XFL does that the SCF could kind of tweak, like do and tweak to make it their own or that they should just totally adopt a hundred percent, uh, bringing in the FCF. Uh, so I'm going to two things. <clears throat> I'm going to give a criticism of the XFL and then, sure. uh, I'm going to tell, tell, the FCF, what they need to bring in. So criticism. The quarterbacks aren't great. No, that's my hope. No. The horrible quarterbacks, guys. Except like Francois. Like, but we haven't seen him play. So that's the exactly. issue. And that's why I feel confident saying once Francois comes out and plays, I if he doesn't get the starting position, I'll be shocked. I think he's probably going to be hands down the best quarterback in the league. That's why it upsets me that Mitch Kidd didn't get a chance. Um genuinely genuinely think that francois is going to run the course on all these other teams just because of the competitiveness the we saw in him the fact that he can scramble i feel like that's going to be helpful especially with the guardians like you know these defenses come in hard yeah but you know some of these defenses are coming in hard like you know the vipers defense is scary like vic beasley on that squad too woof um, I, I feel like the FCF quarterback or the arena quarterback is perfect for XFL play with these weaker offensive lines and yeah. these strong defenses. Got to like, get the I, ball out faster. You you have exactly, to have a yeah. quick release, which is totally arena football centric. And then in addition to the quick release, the quick read, you also have to be able to scramble in those tight situations. That is literally the definition of DeAndre Francois. So I'm excited to see him uh-huh. play because he's got those two elements down. He's, he's going to be the next. I'm, I'm calling it now future MVP of the XFL. Oh, uh, okay. Put a money secondly, line on Well, because quarterbacks usually get it. He To me, he's like head and shoulders above everybody. Get him a head and shoulders contract. Uh, hey, two. Now, this is the thing. What they need to bring over and take from the XFL. Uh, the package, like literally the promotional packages that they use. Man, does the rock know how to get you hyped up? Like, especially before a game like yeah. that, that in and of itself, just setting everything up. And I'm going to be real. The in-betweens, they do a great job as, as soon as they go to commercial XFL merch, buy it at XFL.com. Do you want a hoodie? Do you want to support your teams? XFL. Oh, yes, we need that for the FCF. Okay. Yeah, as soon, Instead of these pause, over where it's just that one static cam in the far corner where we're just looking at the whole field while everything's off. That's great. Love it. Bring some guys in, have them go do a commercial. Be like, you want FC FCF merch? Well, come on down to FCF.io where you can get Donkey Kong Ape merch. Yes. Do you want to look like Donkey Kong, but not take that copyright infringement suit? Here we go. Like, Come on! Want to look like Donkey Kong, hey, but as, not get sued. I mean, as a plus, as a plus size male model, I can tell you that I could totally rock some uh, FCF gear in in a fashion catalog. Like I would look great. It's true. But, so, but like, I, imagine, imagine how cool it would be to have like I don't know. You know, we have the obvious the pocket aces and the apes. We have like you know a couple night people. We bring like fans from ev- like almost every team. Like a not McTuna fish from the Zappers, right? 
have them oh, yeah. posted up in front with like a crew of people behind them wearing yeah. SBF merch and be like, I represent my squad. That's you right. throw that after every like game um, pause, people are gonna want to buy it. It's those, not McTuna Fish is wearing those post Super Bowl like the Kansas City Chiefs are national champions. Like yeah. those, where they're showing all the merch, do stuff like that for FCF. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, show your pride, wear your team. You know that I agree. That'd be dope. I um, so my one comment about the quarterback play is like the listen, not all of them are bad, but like most of them, are, I'm gonna defend Louis Perez and Jordan Tayamu a little bit, just a little bit, and I want to see more of Derek King. But aside from like those three and Francois, yeah, a vast majority of them are. Um, in terms of what the FCF can incorporate from the XFL, we need a thing. We need a thing. Like the XFL's got the beer snake, and the beer snake that ungas every football fan's bunga. All right, that gets them going. You saw what happened with the turnover took it chain, away. baby. The turnover chain was too too team oriented. We need a league wide thing. That's not a league wide thing. That's a DC Defenders thing. Dude. No, that's a league wide thing. No, the it's not. Snake. Yes, it is, dude. Not not for the like. It's used in multiple leagues, but not in the XFL. That's the only team that does it. Well, that's only. I'm t- listen, that is not. Ah. See, even Freddie Airmail's on my. He's your partner, and he's saying I'm right. First of all, don't go around saying <laughs> that Freddie's my partner. Well, okay, you know what I mean. He's he's pod- your podcast he's partner. Your Sorry, he's your co-host. Okay. That's right. Okay. I I apologize. You're 100 right. He's your co-host. There it is. That's the right amount of anger with the right tone. The, the other thing I think, and we 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 dabbled with this. Uh, I would love to see it. Um, I one, I think every team needs its own beer snake or turnover chain. I just think that's what they need. I think that, you know, we all got creative with the apes. I've seen other teams do the beer snake in the OG season, but I could be wrong and I'll take the L on that right now. But every every team needs its thing, and not enough teams have a thing that they can get behind. Where's where's the glacier boy thing? Where's the beast thing? Where's the zappers thing? Like, where's everyone's thing? Like what, the knights yeah. tried with the shield. They didn't, they, didn't of like, they didn't do a good job get, taking care of it. They didn't do a good job taking care of it. Get your was it in thing. your hotel room for like months and months. Like you found you, it yeah. and you had to give it back to their team. Like it was like, guys, come on. I, I can't mean, leave this laying around. Listen, I, Look, I remember... yeah, I, I remember giving it to Peanut. Uh, and then Peanut gave it back to me. Uh, but I think someone else took it who was like, he, he worked in the FCF and he was a Knights fan. And then I saw it just left on the corner in the back of, uh, like, uh, what, what's it called? Pullman Yards. There it is. In the corner of Pullman Yards. And I was like, uh, this isn't good. And then this is the best part. This is a story that I, I, I'm 100% sure night fans don't know. Uh, I did return the shield. Okay. I left it at the front desk of our hotel for someone to come pick it up. It was TGP's shield. His friend was supposed to come pick it up. Uh, every time his friend came, I was either really busy working because it was the last few days of FCF, or when I like I left it there for like two, three days for him to pick up, and he didn't come. So I'm like 99% sure it's the shield is actually, still there. No, no, no. I think it's actually in like was thrown in a dumpster. Like, no joke. Oh, I know we no. played like fun with it. TGP worked so hard on that thing. He Shout really did TGP for being so awesome. I, Much like- I, I, I called him several times to get it. He he seemed okay with it once I told him what happened. Yeah. So Much like the night season 
It was found in the dumpster. Oh! oh. Aoki, fans, Aoki fan over there. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, uh, so, I, one of the things I would love to see the FCF do, after those big, hard-hitting plays, the player interviews on the sideline were pretty cool. Being able to oh, go over to the player and be like, hey, oh, yeah. What 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 was going through your head when you caught that pass? Like I would love to see the FCF players doing that. It gives FCF players more of a personality. And after all, that's kind of the thing that uh, Makuga and a lot of the like the commission, all those guys, like they're basically saying, like you guys have to create personalities for yourselves because this game, this league is just as much about sports as it is entertainment. And you are the personalities. You are the celebrities. You have to go out and make a name for yourself. What better way to do it? Put the mic in front of some guys to like get on there and be like, dude, like we just totally wrecked those guys. They were like, you know, we saw a pocket. We ma- we made it happen. We got open. We caught the pass. You know, whatever. And like, kind of talked through that. Um, being able to give shout out to the fans. Hey, that was a great play call, guys. Thank you so much. Like, shout out to the fans who called that play because we we knew that was the exact kind of play we needed in the moment. This is how what we thought going in when we were told that was the play. You know, like that would be awesome to be able to hear I that. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, blow too much smoke of Mitch Kids behind, but. My favorite thing from season two was Mitch Kidd literally pulling the mic up closer to his mouth and going, fans, if you can hear me, call this play. Call a run play right now. Yeah, and then they right? did, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, that's so much fun, especially yeah. when they're mic'd up. And they just, like, I want, like, yeah, more, more players. The mic'd up players in the XFL is has been pretty cool so far. Mic'd up coaches, personnel, like, that's cool. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, All right, I have an idea here. Okay. So we have the Wendy's hot mic booth, right? Ooh, okay. Let's do the progressive player pod. All right. And what this is, is same thing as the hot mic booth, but in two of the corners of the end zone. And it has a tablet with all the fans like directly on there, just talking to them. And they can either run up, go talk to the fans and like answer questions directly there. Or like Mitch Kidd did, run up, go fans. I need a run play and then run back. Man, that's sick. I love that. I that'd love be, that. That'd be so much fun. It would be chaotic too. Cause oh, like, yeah. you're going to get like five of like the, like the defensive players going, Hey, run it, run it, run it right at your face. And you're just like, I guess we're going to run it. Yeah. Last <laughs> but see, that's, that's the key. It's got to be in their own corner. Cause then you can't have the defense of the other team going, oh, run, I, it, I run, mean, run it, run it, run it, run it. You know, of the beasts saying to the beasts fan, call the run play for the beasts. That's oh, gonna yeah. be hectic Fred, because Freddie says they're all just sit, the defender sitting like trying to call offensive plays. Like uh, Freddie Airmel says, player Mike sponsored by Any Tizers, anytime, any place, every word, every it. word. It's great. Uh, the last thing I will say is like obviously there has to be some kind of improvement on on what we're gonna do about uh, fan reviews and play reviews uh, in the FCF. There was a lot of controversial moments all throughout season two uh even in some of like the high stakes games there were there were some moments that came down to fan reviews or lack thereof we won't get too far into it aj okay me, me and sad have had has we've had many a con- <laughs> yeah, even one today all right so <laughs> this is another I'm, conversation for the time yeah. Yeah. but what i say is one of the things i loved about xfl is they put mics in the review booth. Yeah. I know fans I like aren't that. making a decision, but when they're watching those reviews back 
And they are like talking about it. Oh yeah, we see the ball hitting the ground here. That's definitely a no call. We're gonna watch it from this angle. We're gonna make sure, but it looks like that's gonna be an incomplete pass. Like that is what I want to see in the FCF. Give fans a less objective view of those plays and let there be a better way to call fan reviews. Uh because I feel like that's much needed in the FCF. There are a lot of times where players and some other fans are like, man, this is a joke because yeah. obviously that was a drop pass or obviously that wasn't a touchdown. That was a yard short or whatever it was. Right. And then like it was given to them because of a fan vote. And as much as I love hype catches in like top 10, like ESPN worthy plays, I also want integrity of the game. Oh yeah just as much so i was really nervous you were gonna say you wanted fans mic'd up when they're making that call because i think we're gonna get no, a lot of that's like, yeah no um no uh, I, I, I'm I don't know what happened I, but i don't like this effort so clear. yeah mic right. up the review booth or or mic it like rearrange the way that i don't think there is a review booth i think we need a so this is this is my next these are my next two ideas that need to happen. All right. <laughs> D's, Josh, I need you guys getting pen and paper out. I mean, I mean, you can I mean, thank I mean, me. Just, bump, you know, just bump up my ownership costs in the apes. It's fine. You can take my ideas. All right. All right. Idea number two. All right. Fan. We got the fan review booth, but it's only run by one fan. And that one fan is Freddie Airmail. Why? Because the yes, man is the most unbiased. Actually, yes. <laughs> He's the most best Freddie Airmail. Just, Dude, it's I, I just Eddie Freyma, Eddie, wow, Air, Freddie Airmail. My dyslexia came in hard right there. But with hundreds of screens, all touch screen, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. And then Jim, why Jim? Just because Jim has to sit and help him find what he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. And then those two in the booth going, all right, we got to mic him up because. I love Jim. He's hilarious. I think he needs his own show. But him and Freddie's interactions would be amazing. Just Eddie Fraymel. Uh, yeah, you're seeing my Freire. dyslexia like, live. You're gonna have to get that man some bodyguards in case he makes a call that some of those fans don't like because that man needs protection. I will. I will. First of all, if anyone protect Freddie Fraymel at all costs. No, 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 no. Hold up. If anyone comes after Eddie Fraymel. Um, Eddie Fremel. I I'm gonna be upset because Freddie is like one of the most genuine nice people. Oh, he's amazing. He just like football a whole lot, and as someone that likes so unbiased a lot, like yeah, they root for the Apes, but like they are are clearly unbiased. And I, I genuinely think this is a good idea. I couldn't do it because I would root for chaos. I oh yeah, dude. Them. No, you're not allowed. You're, you're only the deferral. The you're like the guy that's like, all right, you're the sounding board, but you're like, but don't listen to me. I my, chaos. My best preseason, um, season two decision ever, and I will hands down say this was extending an invitation to Freddie and their airmail to be. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. He, I he's agree. the man. His, oh my he he came in with, and this is something that a lot of people don't know. Board apes were letting it out. He came in with stats. He came in with graphs. The man is like the best FCS Excel sheets. Oh, it's on great! Every it's beautiful. Quarterback in the it's amazing. League. Like made Isabel, my job easy. The man is a brain. He is plugged into the matrix that is stats of sports. He's the man. Anyway. Now, AJ idea number three. All right. And this comes down to a lot of this is the last one. All right. But this comes down to when fans get upset over things that happen and they want to blame owners or the FCF, 
but everybody knows it's the fans' fault. And this is going to fall on my head because I'm already one. I think every team needs a fan ambassador. Why? Because when the trades happen, you need somebody to take that fall. Yeah. Now, I do it for the apes. I'm cool with it. I love it. But uh, imagine if, like, you know, the beast trade, night trade, and all that went down, and you had three fan representatives there, and it's just like, all right, we can't take this. Yeah, we, well, we're gonna. And it's just, okay, well, you go back to the fans, you get three people you can talk to and be like, all right, guys, this is, this is the sounding you know, board. I know one person who probably loves that idea already, and uh, his name rhymes with Bosch nakuga it's josh makuga <laughs> yeah hey if we don't lest we forget that man was just bombarded with questions and so many questions the and then doubled down on how great of a trade it clearly wasn't yeah. like I, I i i josh good on you man you tried your your dangness but <laughs> you, when you tried to explain how good that trade was both me and kyle were on the sideline going, it didn't work no we need to uh, just create a segment of this show called the the Idea Room, where we just like, oh, like throw out all of our idea. ideas, no matter how good or bad they are. Just like the FCF should do this. Let's talk about it. Big ball, right. small ball. Make all right. right, hear me out. Hear me out. Last one. All right. No hard no. knocks. We have to go. Play the sports bumper. Play the sports bumper. We have so much to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I don't even have time for the sports bumper. Sorry. <laughs> like we gotta keep going. Stinky, we'll go fast the, on the next stinky, one. Stinky the gutter cat is gonna have to chill. Okay. He's gonna have to just miss out on this one. All right. Um we're going to NBA real quick. We're gonna fire rapid fire through this. Russ is going back to LA. He gets bought out by the by Utah, and the man is making money. He gets bought out, contract bought out, and now the rumor has it that he is finalizing a deal to sign with the Clippers. That means that Russ and PG are going to be teammates again. Only this time, they've had a big three now. Um, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You don't think uh, it's going to matter? No. I'm going to be real and honest with you guys. The Clippers aren't going to do well. Why? Because Russell Westbrook is a cancer to a lot of teams. He's oh. past his prime, and he is not going to do well. It doesn't Dude, matter that Kawhi's over there. Russ and PG are a... Like they are a power couple. It's not gonna happen. I promise you, it's not gonna so work. So well together in Oklahoma City, I'm scared to see what they're gonna do. How many years ago was that? Exactly. Four, three years ago. I, I it doesn't matter. Like I still think it's gonna happen. Like, I don't think it's gonna be incredible. Genuine question: When was the last time the Clippers were good? Uh, next question: When uh, Kawhi let's... Leonard was healthy? When was the last time Kawhi yeah. Leonard was healthy? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. All right, but uh, yeah, rest of the clips. I mean, hey, he got to stay in L.A. He got what he wanted, and he gets way more money. Like, dude, if there's anyone who has, like, balled out this year uh, in terms of money, it's Russell Westbrook. Because oh, not yeah. only did he get bought out of this incredible multi-million dollar contract, he just signed another one. So he's doubling up, doubling up on the money. Uh, it's like Josh Smith when he left uh, the Pistons. He doesn't Pistons have to sell his house. Him. He's staying in L.A. Like, yeah. come on. It's hey, it's great. Why, why win championships when you can make bank? I mean, yeah. What's the West book? <laughs> says uh, Freddie. Freddie is on top of my dyslexia today, and it is <laughs> showing bad. <laughs> Eddie Framel. I think Freddie gets a couple jabs at you. He does. Yeah, he does. We got some ideas too in the chat for the uh, previous uh, ambassador 
conversation. Uh, Peanut says, I volunteer for the Knights. Uh, Spacely says, make Frosty the uh, GBZ ambassador. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could totally see that. That'd be that'd be cool. I mean, um, that'd be dope. Frosty's the Yeah, I like Frosty. He's a let's, good just see, let's just hope that Frosty stays Frosty, if you know what I mean. Frosty. Because he well, might... Don't let I that mean, man slip through your fingers because he could be at any team he wanted to be, to be honest. I, I, I've heard some rumors. Me too. I, I that he may be the next about. ambassador. So but it won't be for it'll make a lot of it'll yeah. make a lot of people angry. It'll, it'll be different. Really it's a rumor. It's just it's just it's just a rumor. It's Let's not like we know anything. Find out in FCF 3.0. Okay, moving on. Find out next week, next season. <sighs> Uh, the Hawks uh, in the Lodge Bomb today announced that they have terminated uh, Nate McMillan as coach. They decided they're parting ways. Uh, AJ probably had some thoughts on this as the biggest Hawks fan on the show. Uh, probably ever, actually, just in general. Because Good. Two pairs of shorts. Let's not forget. The exact same. And everyone thought I was just being gross. No, I had two pairs of the exact same shorts, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> I literally showed that on air. Uh, is this a good thing? Yes. Why? Because Nate McMillan is not a good coach. He hasn't been for a long, long time. The man ruined the Pacers and he almost did it with the Hawks. You got to look at the facts guys. Like Trey young is arguably one of the best players. He's one of the top, what? 10 players scoring leaders right now in the NBA. He's averaging a double double with assists. He is a great player. He's surrounded by a lot of young talent, especially in DeJounte Murray, John Collins, Dre Hunter. The fact that they lost Kevin Herter, but also replaced him for uh, for Dante Murray is great. Now, the fact that Nate McMillan cannot utilize this squad to their full potential, especially after they had just gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals when he first took over. The thing that people need to realize and consider is when they went to the Eastern Conference playoffs, they weren't playing under Nate McMillan's like hierarchy. The man took over midseason, so he was playing with Lloyd Pierce's old playbook. So the playbook was good. The coach was bad. Now, we have a decent coach with a bad playbook. Same results. Now, potentially worse, actually. So... To me, it's it's a matter of time. The fact that they're going after Quinn Schneider, who is, in my opinion, one of the best coaches that isn't a head coach right now, is great. I think he has the potential to be the coach that Trey Young can listen to, respect, and can get the full potential out of all these guys. I still think that the Hawks are going to do well this season. I think that this is the time for Trey Young to do what Trey Young does. Last time he didn't get into the playoffs in the All-Star, I mean, excuse me, in the All-Star game, wasn't voted in. The man went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, I don't, actually, that's that may not be true. He didn't go in last year, now that I think about it. But he's got a chip on his shoulder right now, especially for the fact that every single player in his conference voted him dead last as best point guard of all the teams. Now, Gilbert Arenas went on record to say, we need a drug test. All these players that voted Trey Young 12. The man is averaging a double double. He is almost one of the top scoring leaders in the league in a team that isn't doing well under a coach's regime that isn't utilizing his players best, you know, abilities. So to me, 
this is great. Get Quinn Schneider in there ASAP and let's go win a championship. I'm so excited for this. I think this is a great thing for the Hawks and Trey Young. Uh, yeah. I, I still think Trey Young is going to be, you know, he's going to be known as like the Reggie Miller of this, this, like Reggie Miller, Steph Curry, Trey Young, next generation. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm interested to see because like what's going to happen with the Hawks team. They're not bad. You look at the roster, you look at the stat lines, like they're, they're great. They just can't close out wins. Exactly. Um, and so, and that's think- coaching. Yeah, that really is. It comes down to time management. It comes out of coaching, calling plays, calling rotations. How are we going to be able to get to the basket? Um, and so, yeah, 100%. So it'll be interesting to see what Atlanta does here. Um, another coach that I think could be coaching any team as a head coach, Maurice Cheeks, Mo Cheeks. Like, he's an assistant coach for Chicago right now. He used to coach uh, in OKC. Has an amazing tenure as a guard with the Sixers. Uh, in his professional career, he's a great coach, and I feel like he could be coaching anywhere. He actually served as an interim coach in OKC and killed it uh, th- throughout that time. So I think Mo Cheeks is a is another uh, prime candidate for any coaching position that opens up. But we'll see what happens in Atlanta. Either way, I think um, stepping I think- away uh, from their current situation with Nate McMillan is definitely a good move. There's one oh, thing yeah. I think we can all agree and get behind. It's Mo Cheeks. <clears throat> Mo everybody cheeks. wants mo cheeks. Everybody, everybody mo wants cheeks. mo cheeks. I, yep. I, you know. And with that said, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, the MLS is starting up regular season play this Saturday. Uh, the uh, favorites to win are the current reigning champions, LAFC. Uh, they're backing at over four hundred uh, plus four hundred odds. Philadelphia second plus six hundred. Uh, New York, um, eight hundred. Austin 900, Nashville 900, and then the Galaxy at 1,000. I think two other teams to watch out for is Miami. They made some blockbuster trades in MLS uh, this this offseason, being able to pull in Martinez from Atlanta to go play for Inter-Miami. I think that's a a huge move. Um, Being able to get him, he was was a star-studded player uh, for Atlanta FC. and he's not the same caliber he used to be after that. No, no, he's, surgery, de- he's definitely he's definitely not his prime. But I mean, he's still like he can still play, man. He, he's yeah, still he can great, still play. He's a great striker. He can he could get to the goal. I think he's gonna do great things with Miami. Um, and then also there's we've got new teams being added to uh, being added to MLS, including St. Louis City SC. Um, they are playing this Saturday in their inaugural game. And, and so the, the question is like, hey, how are they going to fare? What's going to happen uh, with the, with these new expansion teams as they approach 30 teams overall? I think they're at 28 right now. Uh, the real question is what's going to happen um, with within this? Do we think uh, do you think LAFC is going to lift back to back trophies this year, guys? Uh, it depends. Gareth Bale's still on that team, right? No, he just retired. He's oh, then probably not. And that no, was my I don't big think thing, so. Man. No, no, Gareth Bale. Like, that's, man, that's tough. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So we got, what, eight new clubs. Sacramento, San Francisco, Irvine, California, Mercedes, California. They added four California teams. That's ridiculous. Those I'm are sorry. not official MLS teams. Those are teams primed to come up. That are potential oh. come up teams in the MLS. 
Okay, I was gonna um, be like, "Come on, four, and then another New York." You guys gotta, you gotta spread that, spread the bounty, spread the wealth. Come on. I, I really want OKC to get a team, uh, but I don't think it's gonna happen because they're not, they're not built up enough. They have, they have a team yeah, currently a in the in the the USFL, uh, or I can't remember what they call it. And it's not the USFL; that's football. Football. Uh, they have a a USL soccer. Uh, team the Oklahoma City Energy. Uh, I don't think they're ready. Uh, BC Lion is arguing more teams for Canada. Hey, you're right. Like they could totally yep. add your Canadian team for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would like to see some some Mexican teams be added in. I know Mexico has their own league. Uh, uh, but I would love to see some Mexican teams become a part of MLS. I think that would be an awesome way to uh mix up play a little bit. Uh, but Liga Liga MX is is undoubtedly very competitive. Obviously, they produce a lot of really great players for the Mexico national team. Uh, so I'll be really interested to see uh, kind of what happens there. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, I'm excited. I'm ready for some soccer. As a matter of fact, I got to take these off. I just got these St. Louis uh, uh, FC Ultra Boost in uh, right there. St. Louis goals in no time with them. Oh yeah. So I'm repping my squad for this year. Uh, I know they're a new team, but it's, it's always fun being able to cheer for teams nearby. And so yeah, I'm, I'm rocking it. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Now, now I got a question then. Yeah. You're, you're Mr. MLS. All right. I love soccer. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I don't pay attention to MLS. So is there I, like an expansion draft when like a new team comes in? How does it work? Is it like the NFL or the NHL where like people can like close off certain teams and then they can go pick cherry pick players off the other team? So uh, how does that as, work? As far as I know, um, I don't know that they did that for St. Louis. I do know that I think they were given quite a lot of money to go recruit new players uh, like from other teams. In fact, uh, St. Louis actually had a Premier League signing, like a, an older Premier League player that that came over and signed. Um, and so they're they're being able to get a lot of international players as well as local players that are looking for new teams. Obviously, the U the USL is a big pool of players as well. Really, what you're going to start seeing across the MLS is this: is that the draft is not so prevalent um, in soccer. Period, because everything comes down to academy uh, academies within a club. Right. That's what you see overseas. Like yeah. all of these big club names, they have academies where kids come in at eight years old and start and developing their soccer trained, skills yeah. under a program. And then what happens is they turn into superstars or they get cut and then they go to other clubs and that's how they get developed. Basically it's, it's competitive. Like from when you're a kid all the way up until when you're 16, 17 years old, and then hopefully playing at that big level. Um, and so that's what St. Louis is basically doing right now is they have a very good uh, U16 team. So under 16 year old team, yeah. uh, which is showing a lot of promise for their future. But again, it's not, it's not right now. So what are they going to do until they get to that point? Like, I think they're really going to have to just kind of be in the develop development phase for the next couple of years. So they um, really tried to like adapt European soccer over there. That's cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to argue like MLS is actually getting pretty competitive in terms of salaries, uh, to, to, um, like salary cap, I should say as a club, uh, to some of the lower end premier league teams, like, like That's pretty good. LAFC is just like, it's right there 
uh, with some of those Premier League clubs in terms of their salary cap and like what they're able to pay players, what what kind of back payroll they have backing, and it's just going to continue to grow. Whenever the the U.S. like hosts the World Cup, it's it's going to blow the roof off things. I feel like for for MLS. So, I mean, we'll see. Cross your fingers. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan, or becoming a huge soccer fan. I know Stathead loves soccer. So oh, much. you know, you ever be a part? You ever part of a, a like a friend group, and they're all talking about one thing, and I'm just you just sit there and you go, please don't ask me any questions. I <laughs> MLS, that's Dude, like major league scooters, right? You know, they're all scooting around with their little soccer feet balls. Yeah. Major league scoot scooting. Don't don't get a penalty. That's Boot, bad. <laughs> Yellow red card. <laughs> Dude, I, I want you to get hooked to the soccer so bad. I, I really do. I think we like it a lot. All right, let's go ahead and kick over into our entertainment news. We're going to pile oh. through these. Uh, they're all video game based, and then we're going to wrap up with a really fun boss battle. Yeah, just uh, this one, but all right. <laughs> we got this. Uh, so, uh, Did someone oh, say speedball? No. MLS, speedball. Uh, all you Pokemon fans out there, Pokemon Day is rapidly approaching on February 27th. They announced today that there's going to be a direct next week, 20 minutes full of new game information, uh, upcoming releases, things like that. And there's a lot of speculation right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but basically the Nintendo Switch has added in original Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to be playable on their console, like through an emulator. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of People saying that all signs point to the original Game Boy like Pokemon games coming to Switch on an emulator. Uh, and so that's what they're thinking is going to happen next week. But the Direct is next week on the on Monday the 27th. Uh, it's like 6 a.m. Pacific. So sorry, West Coast people. It's it early. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, probably. It makes sense if they did. Um. Okay, I just saw your comment, AJ. We we talked backstage about things. I, I mean, like I, the current one that we got going on. I like oh. the boss battle we have, but <laughs> I could definitely, I could definitely do. Um, it's fine. Okay, I'm just is being. This, is this one of those conversations that Stathead was just talking about, where you have Fred groups talking? <laughs> This is great. I love it. We're gonna watch AJ. I want to watch you struggle. Okay, let's let's, turn. let's switch over to this. Uh, you're a PlayStation guy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so on uh this week on the 23rd, Sony is doing a state of play at or a direct as well, showing off uh who knows what, uh new games, new IP. Like we don't we don't know yet. Uh, but Sony is actually entering in to the uh the end to the uh, you know news break for this month nintendo's already had uh had a direct earlier this month now pokemon has one next week and so sony's getting in on the action to say hey we got some news to share too um so it'll be really interesting to see kind of what sony's got up their sleeve for the first half of this year because honestly like if i'm looking at the calendar for both xbox and uh sony there's really not a whole lot of first party stuff that's been talked about really so i'm interested to see kind of well that's already out and that's third party yeah, so, and Stathead loves that game. It's his favorite. It's his favorite. Um, we all know. Look at just, that 
Dead you, face. You, you ever like I don't want to be the negative Nancy. And <laughs> I I like I'll cite sources, I'll bring up receipts. I don't want to do that. Just He's like cashing checks like. and pulling receipts. Like baby. just like what you like. And if you like that game, don't talk to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There you go. Like, I love it. We I didn't even care. say we liked it. We just mentioned it. Oh, no, I um, get it. I get it. I'm just like, come on. Now. Got some There's comments games out there. Got some comments coming up uh, here on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, Pokemon uh, topic here just a second ago. Uh, Ruthless Cutie saying Pokemon Crystal. Maybe. I mean, we could see red, blue, yellow, uh, gold, silver, crystal. Like, that would be fire. I'd be down for that. Uh, BC Lions says up the West Coast. Yeah, indeed. Hopefully you're up at 6 a.m. to to watch that if you're into it. Uh, Freddie Airmo says, I like it. There's still a demand for the old games and people are going to get them one way or another. And Nintendo isn't selling them. It's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, but I'm really excited to see what Sony's got planned. Uh, you know, the way I look at it is the majority of the time, more video game news is great. And good uh, new video game news is always good news. I love love when there's announcements. It's like it's like Christmas when you get to take a sneak peek at where your presents will be, but you don't get to actually open them yet. It's kind of like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then our last entertainment news uh, piece for the night. This one is super interesting. Uh, this actually happened earlier today. Microsoft, uh, in anticipation of becoming owners of Activision, signed a 10-year contract agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles. Um, so, Mario skin um, incoming. Watch out. But no, um, I mean, Call of Duty, the last time it was on a Nintendo console was Black Ops two on the nintendo wii u uh and i think microsoft is really pushing to purchase activision and this is their way to kind of show sony like hey we're trying to play nice we're not here to take away information at all but like or we're not we're not here to like take away like rights or anything we're actually here to try to like help people be able to play the game on multiple platforms and not have exclusivity on just playstation and so them signing a 10-year contract with the intention of bringing Call of Duty Nintendo is, is actually a huge step in the right direction. The question is, is it going to be enough for the Activision merger to happen uh, for Xbox to be able to come in and say, hey, yeah, we're going to make Activision a part of Xbox. And there's a lot of fight against that right now. But um, that was a big deal. Like, if they can actually fulfill that, that could be huge. I don't think the Switch is capable of running Call of Duty as it stands right now, unless it's like a cloud-based game, um, they'd have to definitely make some adjustments for sure. Um, Listen, if it can run, if the Wii can run Black Ops and it's still fun, the Switch can run whatever Call of Duty is they're on right now. They've been calling these people to duty for like a while. They need a break. But like, if this is all about buying Activision... Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I thought they already did. It's it, they're I, trying. I was pretty yeah. sure they did that years ago, and if they didn't, just I mean, it's like so the, they did do it. They stated their intentions to do it, but they have to get it cleared by all of these government agencies to basically prove it's not monopolizing. Well, yeah, they're pulling a Disney. Yeah, totally. and Microsoft's it's gonna Sony do is not having it. They are not yeah. having it. So. It'd be really interesting. Uh, and just say. over here, like we got our own thing. All right, uh, our boss battle tonight is going to be. This is going to be a pretty short, pretty fun, light, light-hearted one. We talked a lot about sports tonight, but we got a we got a fun little 
uh, boss battle that's entertainment focused and has to deal with the Pokemon topic. Pokemon Day is a week away. Uh, our next episode is actually going to be after that. So uh, we're going to be kind of moved on from Pokemon for a while. Um, but I wanted to bring this up. AJ Stathead, if there was a old school Pokemon title that you could say was your favorite and a starter that you would pick as like your go-to starter uh, with the game, like Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, who are you picking and why? That's really it. Easy, okay. easy peasy. Um, no. Stathead no. is Bidoof. Like it's happening. Well, I, I, saw, all, I yeah. saw his tweet. But Bidoof, technically speaking, not a starter. You, here's the thing. You've activated my trap card. All right. This is a hyperfixation. <laughs> no one wins it. except me when it comes to this. Let's First go. of all, Come best on. game, Soul Silver. Why? Because it introduced the Pokey Walker. You, it was the first time your Pokemon actually followed you around, and that was fantastic. And it took silver and gold. Great games made them better. Starter, I need to know for clarification are these just my favorite, or are we your actually favorite. trying to fight? Which is just favorite. No, just your your favorite starter. Trico, he's the coolest one. Torchic is a hard second. Trico, he's just a cool little leaf lizard. That's dope. Torchic's number two because he's both combat wise amazing and aesthetic wise amazing. Shout out to the newer ones. I see you. He's Scorbini. literally a hot chick. I I acknowledge you, Scorbunny. I love that you kick a little fire soccer ball. And I acknowledge the Gen 1 ones. The Gen 1 ones, legendary. A lot of the grass ones, mid to bad. It's usually fire and water that carries it. Trico's the best grass one. And anyone, like Bulbasaur's number two. Everything after that, garbage. Come at me. Come at me. It, that You heard it here, folks, first. If you are angry with the conversation that's coming from KS from Kyle, you can tweet at him, at KS from Kyle. I will, I will he's crap wrong. on all of your favorite grass starters except Trico, Bulbasaur, Turtwig's Turtwig's okay. Uh, Rowlet and Glooky, eh. Like everyone else, the fire and water starters are just better. They gotta step it up. Chikorita, terrible. Snivy, pretentious. Chespin, who? That's the Gen 6 one. No one remembers AJ, Chespin. AJ, your turn. I'm, I'm curious to know what you're... I know you're not a huge Pokemon fan, but everyone like... Pikachu and Eevee, you're dead to me. No, no. I mean, I think Pikachu and Eevee is a great pick be honest but okay so <laughs> the best one is the original red and blue why because it started a generational game that people have loved since god knows how long oh it's like 1996 that's how long they've loved yeah, them so we like, all know actually years now. Yeah, yeah so it's been a while but without those games you wouldn't have pokemon where it is today now, as far as what Kyle said, he he spoke a lot of blasphemy, all right? Chespin <laughs> is one of the best Pokemon starters in a while. Rowlet, are you kidding me? The kid has an emo phase and then becomes Legolas. It's true. It's true. Okay? If the man <laughs> didn't have an emo phase, sure, you can get away with it. But he has a legitimate teenage emo phase as his middle evolution. You are wrong, sir. Trico's cool. Yeah, but like after first round Trico with his little like twig in his mouth and he's a badass cool guy, every other evolution is just Trico with a new tail. So you're wrong. Now, finally, the best starter of all time okay. is Squirtle. I, and I, I say can, that yeah, I can, I, because I can. the man is the only man with his own hype squad. 
He has True. a Squirtle squad. Squirtle and not squad, only though? that, he has his own pair of sunglasses that are so cool. Two that different sunglasses. Exactly. He has yeah. his own separate pair of pointy ones while his crew has circle ones. They're so badass. They're firefighters. And it gets used as an icon for a very, uh, what what was it? Well-known esports gamer. Like Squirt, I think his name is. Yeah. Listen, I, so, I won't argue Squirtle. All right, Squirtle, solid pick. I'm not even going to lie. That's a so good you're one. You're saying he's right. I'm not saying he's right. He is saying I'm right at the end of the day. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you want to talk about edgy phases? You didn't even talk about. You don't even know about Sobble. And it goes back to say that all the grass ones are bad. The water and fire ones have been saying it. Look up Sobble right now, and I promise you, you'll like him. Can I just say? That, I love Sobble, but no, you're wrong. Because I'm wrong that you'll love Sobble. You just said it. he was the worst one out of the three. Oh yeah, hundred I meant aesthetic wise. Uh, <laughs> aesthetic wise, he's just depressed. Quaxley had the potential in the new did. in the new game to yeah. be the best starter. He oh, I was about to pick him. He had this suave hair, yeah, and he everything. just like did like the flip thing. And he's a duck. Who doesn't love a duck? I right? wanted him to end up looking like either Launchpad McQuack or Scrooge McDuck. Right. right. I was like, dude, give me like some really dope duck. No, they gave him like this like. He's a merengue duck. Circus duck. He's a I'm merengue like, duck. I mean, I don't. He dances the merengue. I hate it. I hate it. The weed weed cat is my favorite. Weed Weed cat. cat. I'm in on weed cat. I don't care what they evolve into. I'm in on weed cat. You know why I'm in on weed cat? His final evolution. His final evolution. He's a magician. That's That's great. Yeah, man. It's good. Uh, I've got to go with my favorite starter, uh, hands down. Pikachu. Is Eevee. Honestly, Eevee. there it is. Yeah. The reason why I'm picking Eevee is because Eevee can literally be whatever you want him, whatever you want him or her to be. You've got all the evolutions you get to pick. The only thing is that Eevee, Eevee needs a freaking flying evolution, please, for the love of God, or a dragon evolution, or a ghost. At, like that would be hella dope. Uh, but if I had to pick a real starter, not an Eevee, right? Because Eevee is like kind of like a secondary starter and only was in one game. I gotta go Mudkip. Mudkip's pretty pretty dope, man. Groundwater plays plays aggressively. Swampert, his final evolution is like totally BA. When I played Ruby and Sapphire, like that was like prime. Like I was like, dude, Mudkip is so dope. And Gen like starters were built different. That's just dude, a fact. They they were they were really cool, man. That was a really great uh a really great uh set of set of starters. I don't feel like they've done in, done it any justice since then. Uh, Some hope, hopefully, in the future, uh, they, they will. Uh, uh, Freddie Airmail, sorry, throwing me off. I heard you like Mudkips, but the way he spelled it was just. Oh amazing. yeah, we're bringing back the old memes, the ancient ways. Yeah, the Mudkips, the Mudkips, the Chessburgers. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so that's that's my pick. Uh, favorite game though. Dude, like as a kid, yellow was like amazing because not because I started with Pikachu. It's because you got every starter. You got Charmander, you got Squirtle, you got Bulbasaur all in that game. And it was the it was the first one where your starter Pokemon would actually follow you around in the game. Like that was sick back then. You're like, whoa. Like, so now I've got a kid, you know, he's seven years old. He's super into Pokemon. 
Uh, and so, like, getting to, like, introduce all of that to him. Like, I literally pulled out a Game Boy the other day and said, son, play this. And he goes, what am I looking at? <laughs> you know, and, like, um, that's been a cool experience. So, you know, shout out to Pokemon for hitting us all in the nostalgic feels and uh, being intergenerational, as AJ said. Now, now um, question, though. I got to ask you, as the only father on this podcast currently, mm-hmm. when your son comes up to you and is like, Dad, I want to poke a battle you, do you go easy on him or do you no. just lay down the law and destroy him and make him cry? Dude, I teach him the ways. And that means yeah. he's going to get his butt kicked a long time. And then gotta... when he beats me, I'm going to cry tears of joy because I know that he did it because he learned. He's like became the... The apprentice became the master. Like that's when he gets into EV IV training. That's when it's that's when he that's when your kid's legit. PC lion up the dads. That's right. Up the dads. That's Listen, right. Hey. Gen five starters, mid. All of them. Every single yeah. one. Mid. Yeah. I, what, I've got to say though. That's uh Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott. That was, I think, X and Y. Yeah, that one's bad. So, that one that one was no, not X good. And y is- the uh, X and Y was different. X and Y was uh, it was the first one that they did in 3D, and I appreciate it for that. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna throw a poll up here. Uh, so uh, we'll have we'll have that pop up here in just a second. Who do you guys agree with more? Is it myself, Stathead, or AJ? It's uh, for your favorite Pokemon starter. Which one are you picking? Uh, I guess Stathead. What was your what was your starter again? It's Trico, because Trico is the best. So it's Trico. It's uh for me it was uh, Mudkip and then for you it was Squirtle. Trico, yeah. Mudkip, Squirtle. Squirtle. I, listen, Squirtle is a respectable choice as someone that loved the Squirtle Squad. I get it. Squirtle Squad was legit, bro. Squirtle Squad was legit. Listen, they threw a whole party. Shout out to the best Pokemon game that isn't a main series game, Pokemon Channel. What do you do? You just watch TV with Pikachu. That's the whole game. Sometimes you answer trivia questions about Pokemon from the pokemon themselves they will a butterfree will ask you what a butterfree is and it's really funny yeah dude oh. um i i've got to say like man it was it's been like just really cool to get to watch him play it but i will say like he's like he watches the new pokemon stuff and he just doesn't get it like he's like oh this is so cool i'm like bro you don't even know you don't even know you don't even know like I, I I need you to like track your your kids' decisions from gen to gen. I just want to know, like yeah. Gen well, One. You can't lose with Gen One stuff. So, every, every single one's a banger. True, true. Uh, to I will say, my son really likes Char Charizard and Charmander. Well, and yeah, he, like that's like his favorite probably. Uh, poll is not going to come up for some reason. We're having issues with it, or I'm having issues with it getting launched. So don't worry about it. Uh, but I I've seen kind of mixed reviews. We're going off of questions here. Uh, or going off the chat here, we've got AJ uh, with one vote. We've got me with one vote. AJ with another vote. So that's two votes, AJ. Um, I win. Everyone's wrong. I think, I think right now, AJ, AJ is winning. Technical difficulty strike again. Well, you know, what else would this show be without them? And it's it's not even all our fault. Also, Gen 7 starters? Eh. Rowlet carried Gen 7. I won't even lie to you. Litton was bad. Pop, Pop, Poplio could have been Pop better. Horrible. 
Rowlet was like well, legitimately the best one. I know I dunked. I on love it, the like, emo phase. That was, yeah, like, that was so great. You, you made a good defense um, for Rowlet. Still, that those string of starters were we'll, not the best. We'll close this no. topic with with this. I don't know if you heard about like why all of the Game Boy news, like or the Pokemon possibly coming to Switch with the like the OG Game Boy games is such a big deal. Because then you could keep your team from Generation 1 all, all the way up. Yeah, way because up to they're the saying violence. that it's going to have Pokemon Home uh, compatibility if it happens. But also, they're re-releasing Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 for the N64 on the N64 emulator. It's already been announced. And obviously, if you've ever played those, you cannot battle the Elite Four or the gym battles without having your own built team like from the actual games and remember like you had your N64 and you had your transfer pack that like went into it. Yeah. And you had to put the cartridge into that back in the day. So they're saying they're going to find some way to do that. Well, they have uh, red, blue and yellow out. We just need silver to like heart red or fire red or whatever. And then if you get that, you can literally keep your team from beginning to end. And if they do that, mark my words, I'm going to open up the venue again and I'm going to twitch every single from red all the way to violet, and I'm yeah. gonna play them all and bring my team every single time. That'd be hella dope. That'd be awesome. Uh, BC line, shout out to you, man. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Off to dinner. I uh, hope you have a good one. Uh, Philly says, "Bring Johnny Football back. He ain't going anywhere. He's still here right now. That's the word." So, um, anyway, that concludes our show tonight. Kind of crazy list of topics. Talked about a little bit of everything, uh, except the Daytona 500. Sorry, Peanut. Uh, but wah, wah. guys, thank you again for tuning into the M4K, where each and every Tuesday night at six Central, four Pacific, you guys have the privilege to tune in to listen to us jokers talk about sports and entertainment. And it's such a privilege and honor to get to talk about those things with all of you listeners all around the world. You can tune in live, interact with us in the chat each and every week, like BC Lion, Philly Fig, Peanut, and many more. Uh, you can also listen on podcast services all around the globe, but make sure you tune into our other shows throughout the week including Don't Cause a Ruckus on Wednesday nights at 8 Central, 6 Pacific. You can also watch the fan-controlled show on Thursdays and listen to the incredible and informative podcast, the Freddy Stat Go podcast, featuring the one and only Kyle Realmstadhead. And, of course, Freddy Realmstadhead. K.S. Realm. Kyle K.S. Realmstadhead. Your name is so long. It's crazy. It's awesome. Well, you know, there's a lot of words. I use them all. Jason Wright, thank you. No, thank you for hopping on the show. Guys, we hope you have a great night. Uh, enjoy your week. It's been a privilege serving you. And until next time, remember this, power to the fans. See you next time. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.